Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z podcast. I'm your host, Steph Bodrini. This podcast is for everyone who wants to learn about commercial property investing and join our real estate family. We get the best people in the industry to give you straightforward and practical advice that you can actually use in your investing. And in today's episode, we are learning how a 21-year-old has purchased 30 units with zero of his own money. We are chatting with Cody Davis. He is a real estate agent based out of Tacoma, Washington. And yes, you heard it correctly. He already has 30 units. Here we go. Cody, I am so, so, so excited to have you here today. I'll let you do your explaining of who you are. But first, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Sure. So I'm a real estate agent based out of Tacoma, Washington, and uh, 21 years old, got licensed shortly after getting out of high school. And I was in college for my first quarter and ended up meeting with a uh, gentleman who happens to own a real estate brokerage here. His name is Robert, and uh, he owns Blackwell Real Estate in Tacoma. And he invited me in to check out the firm. I met with him through Facebook because I had made a post online talking about how I want to get a duplex. Came in, got my real estate license, and started learning about multifamily. Right now, I'm at 30 units. Got two 12plexes, a sixplex. And I'm looking at expanding that out a little bit further this year. And how much money did you use to buy these properties? Well, I had no money of my own in the deals. I had to come up with money. The, the zero down thing isn't quite true because it takes money, but it doesn't have to be your money. So I had to come up with $125,000 for each 12 plaques. So that's two fifty, dollars And I had to come up with $90,000 for the sixplex, they were all seller finance, so there were lower down payments, but it was no money of my own. And this is why I'm so excited that today we're going to review how to do seller financing in detail and how there are really zero excuses for not owning real estate with no money down of your own. So let's dive right into that and review seller financing, please. Cool. The first thing that you got to really know and you got to get familiar with are the numbers. And if you don't know how to, to illustrate numbers in a clear, concise manner, it's really hard to raise capital. At least I've found that. And that might just be because I'm younger uh, or what people want me to be sharp. But really in business, you should know your numbers regardless. And, and so I try to figure out how do I illustrate something really clearly? And I got sick for, it was like two weeks, I want to say last year. And so I, I devoted a couple weeks to really mastering Excel and learning what I needed to do. And if you can show cash flow in a clear, concise manner, it gets really easy to look at these deals. This is the uh, second 12plex I ever bought off market opportunity. Now, yeah, the expenses are really low right now. So I, I got it for $680,000. They wanted $120,000 down, and it was about $5,000. It was a little less in closing costs. So I raised $125,000. Um, but more important than the money are the numbers that I was looking at. And I knew for a fact that they would finance $560,000. 
in first position at 6% fully amortized. And so the monthly payment on that, we're just going to look at, okay, what's the actual payment I know I'm going to make? I need to know my constants. I'm going to have to make about a $3,400 payment every month. My taxes and insurance. Now these are the adjusted numbers. When you buy something, usually the taxes are going to go up. And so I got taxes uh, quoted and insurance and estimates for what I expect they were going to be after I bought it. It was about 680 bucks a month. Utilities. I looked at the last 12 months of utility bills and it comes out to about $937 a month. And so I know those are my constants. Now I've got variables that I can add in, um, but just looking at what I know is going to be there. I've got $7,500 in income, $7,560, and then I've got about $5,000 in expenses. Meaning that on this opportunity, this deal I was looking at, granted I had no money at the time, it's about $2,600 a month in cash flow. A measure based on cash flow, appreciation, depreciation, debt reduction, that's how I look at an overall investment. But really when you're starting out with no capital appreciation doesn't pay the bills right and so you, you got to buy based off of cash flow 100 percent of the time and that's always my focus so i had 2600 dollars a month for maintenance management and then paying the money that i borrowed the 3300 principal it does not count the down payment it's just the, the major loan is that correct yeah, so that is the monthly loan payment to the first loan. That's just the 560 at 6%. Yeah. But I borrowed 125000 at 12%. And since we got 12 months in a year, it makes it really easy to do the math. It's 1% a month. So I'm, I managed the deal myself in the beginning because I, I had to from a cost perspective. So I'm going to put this in the management section. 1250 a month in expenses. So instantly my cash flow goes down to 13.34 a month. So that was uh, now a new constant. That was another mortgage. But I'm also going to have maintenance items. And I was looking at a, how do I make the deal work versus how do I kill the deal? I was trying to find ways to make it make sense. And so I wasn't going to put any maintenance in there until I did a property inspection. I wanted to really see what I was working with because the, the type of property that I bought, everybody that lives there, it's their own little community and they all take care of it. So I walked through and there were little things, but my average expense every month since I bought it a little over a year ago, sits around 400 bucks a month. And there's no landscaping because it's all gravel and uh, cement exterior. It's very low maintenance. And so this has been about what I've made every month since I bought it with no capital down. It's about 900 bucks a month, positive cash flow because I signed a piece of paper. Granted, this was also the day one income. This does not include getting rents up. Today, it's a little closer to 8,000 a month in income and really market rent. When I looked at this deal, I was like, okay, well, it's gonna cash flow. I'm gonna get paid to wait. And as I turn units, which I have, um, I know I can re-rent these for 800 bucks. So over time, I can get the income up to where this deal makes a lot of sense. And I can put it into bank financing and wipe out the 
original mortgage. And eventually I can afford to put it into full-time management to where I don't have to worry about it. This deal by itself, cash flowed from day one just for signing a piece of paper. And that's why I bought it. Now let's break it down into how did you convince the seller to carry that major loan, the first loan, and also how you found the 125K? Convincing the seller, I mean, this is the first time I ever worked with him, ever really spoken to him. And so I had to learn about his story. And so I met up with him and I asked him how he got started. And he started out with a six flex. It was his very first property. He bought it for $90,000. I think it was 2004, 2003. But he bought it 10% down. It was $9,000 down. He traded nine grand for a six flex. And he lived in one of the units. The, the owner financed it for him. And he wanted to buy the land next to it. But he didn't have the $2,000 to buy it. This was all of his money. And today, I mean, he's... He's got a handful of properties. He's doing brand new developments, single family communities, apartment buildings. And, and so I basically just went through and asked him how he did it, what he started with, what his thoughts were on how to get started. And he's like, you need to find someone who will sell or finance you a property. I was like, okay, <laughs> would, you, would you sell or finance me this property? He said, sure. That's so, all you said. It was kind of an easier sale at that point, but I had to learn more about him first. And so I went out and I walked the property. This place was originally under contract with uh, another broker in the office. He had written it up for his client and his client didn't end up buying it. So I was like, can I get his phone number? He seems to be doing well. He's one of the wealthier people I know even today. So I, uh, Went over, met with him, learned uh, as much as I could from him and said, get in my truck. And we went in his truck and we drove around and we looked at all his properties. He's got single family houses. He's got land on the water. He's got apartment buildings. He's really managed to accomplish quite a lot over the last couple of decades and got to learn from him and he financed that 12 flex and then the last deal I actually bought in March of this year was the six flex he bought for nine thousand dollars down what a beautiful full circle story later I want to hear when you hear a no but first let's dive into the 120 financing how did you find that 125 I asked the owner of the firm I was like hey got this opportunity can you help me out and we looked at the numbers and said yeah it makes sense let's do it <laughs> and so he helped fund it and it's it's about asking for help i mean it, it doesn't have to be a, the one person show right you, you don't have to be self-made because you're gonna grow based off your interactions with others and so for me I'm, i was like okay i want to get as much help as possible because i just want to make this happen so i asked for help from everybody i knew and, and i don't have family or friends in the real estate space so I couldn't just go to them and say, hey, can I get a small loan of 120000 Because that's a lot of money, and especially to my family. And so I don't have that. So I had to ask other people in the business space. And they helped put together a loan, 12%, pretty standard. It was like hard money, just about. And 
but I got to buy it and that was fine. I didn't really care what interest I was paying. You can't make money on a deal you don't own or you can't make real money. You can wholesale, but real money is made in owning. So I was just like, I'm going to own this, whatever it costs. When we talked before, I think your first one wasn't that easy, right? What were some of the things that people said no to and how were you able to revert that? Yeah. I, again, I'll go back to like, I had a lot of help starting out, but the objections that I got, and it's good to know the objections, um, you have done this before. You're young. You've never seen this much money in your life. Like th those are some of the objections, uh, but it's really just, I, I'm a Cardone guy. I, I love to study from him. It's like, that's a complaint. They're complaining that they didn't start this young in my mind. Mm -hmm. And so I had to flip it. And I was like, that's the reason we should do this. Because if you were in this position, you would want the same opportunity. Now, this is how I'm going to protect your money. Because once the property stabilized, it's worth a million bucks. And to back that up, I got an offer. And I'm going to be selling this uh, 12plex. As long as, as long as things move forward uh, with them, we go to close. But financials are all good with the bank and help them sell a couple properties. So they're 1031ing, but I got the value up to where I projected it would be. So if they had to foreclose on me, I just projected as, Hey, the property has $560,000 of debt. It's with the seller. If you foreclose on me, you're getting a million dollar property with 560 in debt for $125,000 <laughs> in one year. That's a good ROI. So let's do this. And that's, that's kind of how I had to, to phrase it. And it was the same, like the sixplex I got, I raised the down payment for that. And I didn't give them ownership, but same with this. It, it was uh, structured just as a loan. And I've got a $500,000 asset. If I didn't do any renovations, um, it was worth 500 grand. I owe 290 on it. So you're investing 90, you're doubling your money in one year if I can't pay you. And that's the, uh, pitch I've had to adopt. Let's, uh, let's find a way to make this work. Because if you're happy with the return and you're happy with the security, there's no reason not to do it. And that's how I've been able to scale this. That's phenomenal. Congratulations. I remember you sharing something that you told them before when they said no. Well, I have to think about which one you're talking about because there's a lot of things <laughs> say no. You said, if you won't do it for you, will you do it for me? Oh, yeah. And that one works too. That's a last resort, but if you can't do it for you, can you do it for me? And it's just it's asking for that help. How were you able to grow from there? Let's dive into refinancing and things like that. Sure. So I actually haven't had to refinance anything. I was going through the refinance process and then I got these offers to buy the, the two 12 plexes. And so I was like, huh, I can get out all my hard money debt and pocket some money and then go start over with a new foundation and, and a six plex. And so that's, that's the route I'm looking to take. I'm going to hear back a final yes or no today um, from them if they want to make it happen. But The refinancing, I just had to get really good books. So I, I use Appfolio to keep track of all the financials, Appfolio. And so that keeps track of all my financials, make sure I have uh, really good books and like, trading 12s. And so 
I have uh, exact docs I can give to my lender. And I re-signed all the tenants into new stronger leases. Uh, long-term leases, I like to go for one year. I don't like the month to month thing. And um, people have different opinions on that, but I like the year. I like to know that I've got somebody in there. Then I just presented that to the lender and we start moving forward. And then it's just about liquidity and cash flow. And I know that this just didn't come like this, like this for you. You put how long into learning about seller financing and everything related to real estate? I learned first about seller financing when I bought my first property in October of 2019. So it was a little less than two years ago, but it wasn't just two years of just studying a little bit. It's been an everyday occurrence because I'm looking at properties every day. I am learning about debt every day and I'm trying to improve every day. So it's not a, a part-time thing. It's been a lot of, a lot of work, but it's worth it because it's like, I'm not pursuing knowledge for the information. I'm pursuing knowledge for certainty because when I can be certain about something, it allows me to move quicker and sellers like that a lot. What I've found, I can, I, I can show them, Hey, I'm certain I can do this. Got no doubt in my mind. I've never bought on a budget. I never will buy on a budget. Let's do this. And I'm trying to build on that. Like I'm getting my home inspector license so that I can say, Hey, look, I don't even need a, a third party. I, I can walk through this and tell you exactly what I need done. It's just me. I'm the sole decision maker. So I'm trying to improve every day to, to become that decision maker. So I can show people, Hey, if, if you want to do the deal, we can do it. And we, we can do it right now. Cause that when you can take time out of the equation, I found that it helps helps the seller feel more comfortable with it because they see that you're professional about it. And if they're going to loan you money, then it's good to present that way. You also don't learn only about real estate. You told me before that you learn obviously about selling and objections and everything else. And you observe people selling. Um, I really love that about you. You're really a clear (laughs) (laughs) go-getter. Trying to be. What are some pieces of advice that you would give someone that literally has no money down to get started in real estate investing? I would say get certain about what you're trying to accomplish. Number one. So if you don't have the money, people say, well, you either got money or you got time. Well, you got your brain either way. So use it. Learn the numbers. Number one, because if, if you can present numbers in a clear, concise manner, individuals you can give them an easy way to invest there's a lot of scared money that doesn't know where to go especially with all this printing and Mm -hmm. i see a lot of it going into real estate and because of that i need to figure out how to get a piece of real estate i need to get good at the numbers first so that i can go get a little bit of that money i just have to figure out how to get control of a little piece and it may not even take money like there are deals where it's 20,000 down, but there's a 15 unit on the water. It's right next to my, my 12 flex. And I called up the owner and this is one of the deals I'm working on right now, but got in his truck and we drove around. He's got 550 units. He owns outright. He started with a single family house and I think the sixties or seventies. And he's just bought up almost the whole spot of this town. And it's pretty phenomenal, but he has no debt. And 
we drove around. He's got this 15 unit. You know, there's nothing on it. I said, hey, that's right next to my property. I want to make an offer. And he was like, well, what are you thinking? I was like, well, do you want to be cashed out or do you want to hold a contract? He's like, I'd love to hold the contract. I said, okay. Um, and I figured out why he didn't want the tax implications because he, he already makes enough money. And so we, we dove into that and I said, well, I don't have any cash. Would you do hundred percent financing? He said, let me call my partner and figure that out. Call him up. I said, yeah, that's fine. And so it's not a matter of if it's a matter of if we're doing it this year or if we're doing it January 1st, he's going to hundred percent finance this 15 unit. It's going to cash flow a little over three grand a month with no money down. So it, it doesn't take money. It, it, it takes the certainty and the confidence to ask the questions. He hasn't been asked ever if they'll do hundred percent financing. I don't think many people are. So if you just ask the question, what's, what's the worst they can say? Why do you think he's selling it? Cause I called him up. I, I had to call him up for over a year. There's a little bit of time there, but I stayed interested when he wasn't. Right. I think that's really important. Oh my gosh. I don't know how many times I said in this podcast, that is so important to follow up, follow up, follow up. Very few people follow up. So if you're following up, you will stand out. I guarantee. Yeah. And like another example, I, before we started recording this, I talked to you about, there was a sixplex. It's on Broadway. And I called up that owner over a year ago and said, Hey, I just got a 12 plex. I'd like to buy your six. Can I make you an offer? And he's like, well, who are you? And I told him my story and he said, well, I appreciate you telling me your story, but I don't want to sell right now. Call me back later. And so I called him back later. He wasn't interested. I called him back two days ago and he said, Oh, you're that young guy that was trying to buy my real estate. And I was like, yes, I was. And yes, I am. <laughs> and he's like, what's up? And I said, no, can I, I'd like to make you an offer. You, would you be interested now? And he said, no, thanks. Then he hung up. He called me back the next morning. He said, I talked to my wife. We actually want to sell it. Like, oh what, my gosh. What do you want to offer? I said, well, two questions for you. Do you want to be cashed out or do you want to hold a contract? Those are my go-to questions. And he said, well, I'd be receptive to cash out or if you do a little higher price, let's do a contract. And so I was able to move to that one and I sent him an offer yesterday for 550. That's so awesome. Follow-up's important. Huge. And certainty. Like, I'm certain that I can do the deal. And I, I had to reaffirm that to him a couple of times. But of course. It's, it's so important. Amazing, Cody. I'm so proud of you. Is there anything else that we haven't covered that you think is important for our audience to know? The biggest mistake you can make is not getting started, not buying a piece of real estate. There was a 16 unit. I could have bought zero down. It would have cash flowed four grand a month. I passed on it because I thought I was expanding too quickly. Mm. It was a mistake. Yeah. If you find a great deal and you're certain it's a great deal, go buy it. Cody, thank you so much for making the time. How can our listeners get in touch with you? If they want to get in touch on social media, my Facebook is just Cody Davis or Instagram is Cody D 2020. Feel free to reach out. 
Thank you again, Cody, for sharing all of your incredible knowledge and experience and success with our listeners. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Stephanie. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to our newsletter at montecarlorei.com on top of our page. And I will see you next time.